it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Quainton. Hey, guys. Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. We've got a uh, very special episode today with a very special guest. You know, it's now there's there's going to be the second one, so it's officially a tradition. And every year before Coachella, me and the one and only Coach Adam. Hello, my friend. Well, I mean, at least this year we're actually getting a Coachella. It, this is very true. But we're going to do a bonus Coachella episode. It is a Coachella 2022 extravaganza right now to get everyone hyped up because we finally can return to the fields after 12 uh i was about to say 12 years after three years it feels like 12 now it does it and does you know, you know it's funny it's like it, this is the true meaning of like when people say all publicity is good publicity because coachella's had some not so great publicity the last few months um and but you know what everyone's talking about it it's still pretty hyped up i'm very excited um you know obviously you know, obviously we're always, you you know, you and I were, we realize that the, as we get older, it's not always about the headliners. It's not always about the high names. They still get, which we'll talk about in the show. And we talked about this the last episode. They still get these, these artists that aren't on other lineups are, you know, awesome gets. Um, but having said that, it's still the, it's still probably my lead, the lineup I'm least excited for, even though there's so many artists that, I'm stoked to see each day. But having said that, I think I've never been more excited to go to Coachella, probably because of the three-year absence. Dude, it's I, I'm definitely with you. I've never been more excited to go to Coachella. It's like I know we've both been to many iterations of it at this point. What, which one is this going to be for you? So I've gone every year since 2009. So 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, so this is number 12. Wow. Oh my God. Sweet. You know what? 12 came to my mind for a reason. It was for you, my friend. And it's Jeez. also my lucky number. It's going to be, that, that. it's going to be a good one. This. I love that. And we're going and let, let's tell, So we're going separate weekends. Um, as I've got older, I finally realized that weekend two is the way to go. Justin, tell me why for some people I might be wrong. Well, and first of all, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, break this on the pod. I know I've mentioned it to you a bit, but it's, looking pretty good like i might be going both both weekends for my first time ever a little both cella experience um but i'll tell the people why weekend one why i love it and why i stick with it the fresh grass the fresh grass that's right there stop me right there that's all i need that beautiful green fluffy enticing grass it's just, look, I I will say if I do go weekend two this year, it'll be my first time doing that as well. But from everyone that's ever gone, yourself included, it sounds like the grass is a little brown, a little trampled on. And yeah, I've never I've never studied the grass. I think now that you put this in my head, I'm going to definitely like be looking. Um, but I guess I I guess I've, I've only been the weekend two the last couple of years and things I like more about weekend two. 
the, the desert is less crowded because I think so many people go weekend one just for the parties. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so that's number one. I think it's a little less seedy and a little bit more people about the music. And as someone that works with kids, coaches basketball, know a lot of kids that are high school, college level that I just don't really want to see. I feel like I used to run into them a little bit more weekend one. I think weekend one is a little bit more for the kids. I could totally be wrong with that, but it's, I have noticed that I think a little bit. No, I think based on everything I've ever heard and sort of, you know, what you gather, I think you're pretty on the money. I think it probably does skew slightly older weekend two. I think, although we've, you know, we've gone to death about this in the last year's episode about Coachella, but where Adam and I both said, like, the whole scene thing is really overblown. But yes, if you're going to get any of that, it's going to be weekend one. But it's a small percentage of the crowd regardless. Right. And look, but- and, and there's 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 eight stages going at once. You know, I had an argument with the reason why we're friends, my sister, because, you know, if if there's something that she's not going to, she's just going to shit on it. Yep. And so you know, the lineup's so bad and this and this. And I'm like, yeah, like if you, at first glance, it is. But when the set times come out on Tuesday, I guarantee you that there's there's going to be pretty much to fill a day things we're looking forward to seeing. And I think we touched on this on the last pod. You know, as I, we get older, yeah, the things I'm seeing might be in a, t- a smaller tent now with less people. And honestly, it's kind of awesome. A hundred percent agreed. It's totally, you know, when you first start going, I think to any festival, you get hooked in by, you know, probably the headliners or some of the bigger names. And yeah, Coachella more than most, especially for states in uh, states. I'm really just talking crazy today, but especially for festivals in North America, it's like Coachella really is one that once you've gone, if you if you love it, it really is not about the headliners and the biggest acts. And and you know what I will say, because, you know, for some people, maybe this lineup's a little bit weaker. For my personal tastes, again, outside of the headliners, which are not my taste this year, it's one of the strongest lineups for me in terms of when well, I look at the poster and I write down everyone right off the bat I want to see, insane amount of names. In terms of the weight behind some of those names, it's a little lighter in that regard. There's a few well, less heavyweights. Well, and, and you know, the thing is, is Coachella is, is, it was, you know, when I we started falling in love with it, I could see, you know, uh, a punk band that I grew up seeing early in the day. Yeah. I would see, you know, pretty much some of the biggest artists out there, you know, a little bit more indie, indie dance music, you know, which, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like the Just Like Heaven lineups of, of the world now. Um, however, you know, and so it's definitely more electronic, but you know what? I'm going to the desert. I want to have a good time. I, there's a lot of acts that I'm not going to see. Like when, you know, obviously we'll touch it. When Flume comes to LA, I'm probably not going to buy tickets to a Flume concert, but with the, with the production and the possibility of guests and just being outside, you know, with that aesthetic, it's awesome, you know? And so that's where, that's where there's, there's artists that like in the Coachella setting, I'm stoked to see could not agree more and flume was a perfect example by the way for that and like and yeah one last thing i'll say on the lineup is yeah you know what all the people that came up going to it in you know whether it was the later 90s the 2000s the 2010s whenever you came on board if it was earlier you know it was it was any time more than you know four or five years ago yeah it was a little bit more of a like every festival a little more rock leaning indie rock 
you know, ver- more varied amongst rock, hip hop, electronic. Now, you know, it's Coachella goes with the times and they Golden Voice has decided to do, like you said, these just like heaven. And this ain't, you know, this ain't no picnic, these smaller one or two day fests where they sort of hit on those those genres and Coachella has become more leaning into electronic hip hop um, pop like it's more going into what is popular right now. And the thing is, there's still a lot of rock bands, just sadly not the bigger ones that we all came up with and loved seeing at these festivals for a solid decade. And, so, and, we'll, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it when we talk about people we're, we're excited to see or we've uh, or a little bit more, maybe people that we discovered in the lineup. I've actually discovered some pretty cool bands that are probably going to play in the Sonora tent that are less known. Agreed. And, you know, and that's, that's the coolest part about Coachella. You know, it's like, do I need to see, you know, Death Cab for Cutie for my 15th time? No, you know? And so, you know, just, just, I, I think the coolest thing about me being excited for Coachella and, you know, I'm in a group text with a bunch of people that are coming from all different cities. I got Seattle, New Zealand, New York, and Oakland. Let's stay at my Incredible. house, you know? And like, we've discovered a bunch of new, of new artists, you know? And you know what? I do feel a little bit more into now with like my teenage kids, you know, that I coach. It's like, I, I know a little bit more about the Gen Z stuff. Am I yep. going to see a lot of it? Probably not. But, you know, there is there, there will be some performances that kind of, you know, mixes everyone. You know, I thought a great example is like Zed on the main stage. Zed is pretty bubblegum, gum, you know, like cheesy. But it, I feel like you had all the generations, all the, pe- all the different, you know, like the Sahara tent, which is, you know, just the ravey, ravey people, the more main stage people, everyone's together, everyone's having a good time and you, and it's enjoyable, you know? A hundred percent agree. That's that is, again, your examples are spot on my friend. Um, okay. Last thing that I want to talk about before we jump into our top five lists, which by the way, the lists we're going to do our top five sets we're excited for top five artists we've discovered since the lineup dropped and top five artists were bummed didn't stay on the lineup from the original 2020. So before we do that, last thing I want to talk about, obviously the headliners this year, we have Harry Styles, we have Billie Eilish. We were going to have Kanye West and, you know, which in in what is, I think, a surprise to nobody, he dropped out. With- so that that part's a relief for me. You know, I fully agree. Like we look, we're, we love Kanye. We're never going to forget the seven incredible albums he gave us. Seven, not not four, not five. It's literally seven. If you go from the first to Life of Pablo, through you know? Pablo, yep. And and you know, and 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 I also include Watch the Throne because I think that's all Kanye. You know, mm-hmm. with Jay Z doing some guest vocals, and like let, let's let's be honest. And and, oh, and not only that, 2011. No, was it 2000? 2011 was. And we touched it in the last pod, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen by Kanye, you know? And so I'll always have these great memories, but let's be honest, as much as it'd be cool to see Kanye, if he played the hits, he had a really good show a couple months ago when he did that benefit with Drake. But I feel like there's a 25% chance of that happening and a 50% chance of it being a shit show. And honestly, I don't think I was going to see him because I don't really want to waste an hour and a half of you know, prime time stuff when there's probably going to be other, you know, other good stuff to see um, for the 25% chance that Kanye is awesome. And, and I'm going to be honest, when he was first announced, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going like, you know, thinking about the 2011 set, but 
more I think about it, adding on even to what you're saying, I don't, he's going to be the final act on the main stage on the final day of the show. The amount of negative energy that he has been displaying over the last few months, I don't want to end the happiest weekend of my year with just, you know, great friends having a blast with Kanye going off the wall, negative energy, talking about killing people, bringing out Travis Scott. Like, that's not how I need to end my weekend. And as much as I love him, and I would truly say that there's probably three of his shows, at least two, and I've seen a lot, but at least two that rank in my top 10 shows I have ever seen in my life. I was not going to see him because, you know, and and so, you know what, I'm with you. It's a relief. I don't have to worry about missing anything. And, you know, let's talk about the replacement. So look, Swedish House Mafia was already playing. They were going to play Friday night and close down the main stage after Harry. They got moved to Sunday. We added on the weekend as sort of we don't know what it's going to be yet. And, you know, let me just go into this real quick myself real quickly, Adam, and then I want you to add on. So, you know, when this first got announced, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit bummed out. I, I I wasn't bummed in the fact of I sort Look, of expected it. it but it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. So now and, and, and real quickly, go back to you. I love what you said of we're going to instead of ending on what could be negative energy. There's nothing more positive energy than either Swedish House, which is the most positive, fun hour you could have. Or you'll end the or you'll end with lighting lights, which is. I don't think a more fun song to, to, to end your weekend in the desert. hundred percent. Like, so, so, so either, either way it's positive and it's a, it's a step up, but I'm sure we can all agree that it's still a cheap move to have your biggest, most paid headliner and basically replace it with something that was already probably going to happen. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think everyone that has any, uh, grip on how Coachella usually works or sort of Swedish house and how they've been teasing their set Weekend was coming out. Maybe it was just for Moth to aflame the one track, but he was coming out. So essentially, the way that it feels right now is like, you know, and, and by the way, they paid the weekend Kanye's full fee. So he got he's getting eight million dollars. Shout out to weekends. Weekend is, it, is if it's a guest lot and he only does a couple songs. Shout out to the weekend's agent, bro. Dude massive massive shout out to the weekend but also but also but also whoever does the coachella booking hire me give give me that eight million and i can i feel like i could do a lot more with that eight million i could not agree more it's like you could have gotten a slightly cheaper headliner to step in still have swedish house close out friday get maybe sprinkle in a couple bigger, you know, middle to big undercard acts that would really get some people pumped up. It's like throw the old school fans a bone and get somebody on there. And then, you know, and, and look, I'm saying. Give me Kid Cudi. With 8 million, I can give me Kid Cudi and Florence of the Machine. You know? Done. What a great way to end the weekend. Yeah. It's just, just, but you know, so it's definitely, it's definitely a disappointment. And by the way, it's, it's reflected in the ticket prices right now on the resale market. Like, yes. first of all, shout out to me who always waits the last minute. It's tickets are in the 200s right now on Step Up. It's crazy. Face and, value people was close to $600 this year right. after fees. Which is also a rip out. Okay, by the way, quick Adam rant. The Ticketmaster, when they, they do, they now do these tiers, which is tiers were made 
for like these big raves or festivals where the, you, it, it's in game, they, like it's never going to sell out. So it's basically them incentivizing you. Okay, if you don't buy by this time, it's going to, by this date, you know, the price is going to move up and up and up. Now they do tiers that are gonna, things that are going to sell out in five seconds. So they, they say it starts at $400, but it's really like 550 because no one barely gets the $400. It's such a scam for all these shows now I'm looking to buy tickets to. And it's just, I mean, it's one thing them screwing us with the uh, the service charges, but this is another way these ticket agencies are just like really, really screwing people. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I really, it's very frustrating to say the but, least. But let's, but let's hope that because they're going to see this retail value, how bad it was. And obviously Coachella is not hurting because they still sold it out in the first place or close to it for both weekends. So they're, right. they're doing okay, but. But if it's the same formula, people might, you know, people bought these tickets because they were so excited because there hasn't been anything in a couple of years. They, I think they're going to have to to go a little, a little bit of a different way because there's definitely a group of people that have kind of had it, aren't going, maybe saw other lineups and let's, you know, and decided to go different routes with their, you know, with their concerts and festivals. Because, I mean, the fact is, I've never seen tickets dip below $300 since probably 2013, 12. Agreed. And I think that like, at the very least, this is getting a lot of people to sort of perk up and be like, huh, I don't think I need to buy presale anymore. And I know the second that stops, it's going to hurt me. It's it's I mean, it's going to hurt them too. And so yeah, something's going to have to change, I believe. But um, but yeah, bottom line, what I do want to say is before we get off this whole headliner situation, my last take on it, it's fine that that's what they went. I think it's it's unfortunate that they spent so much money to get someone that may only be doing 30 for 45 minutes, if that. And uh, and I think that's crazy. And it's like, you know. I, it, it seems that the other headliner that truly got deep into talks was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, you know, yeah, there's some people that'll say, oh, my God, the Chili Peppers have played a bunch or, oh, my God, that's not exciting in 2022. And let me tell you, I could not disagree more, not just because I love them. If you really look at it from an outsider perspective, think about the act that's going to get more people that weren't already going to Coachella to Coachella. You booked the Red Hot Chili Peppers. One, you're not paying eight million. Two, you've got an act that has sold out so- SoFi Stadium. Yeah, Weekend has two shows there. Neither are sold out. And so you've got Chili Peppers, LA, Hometown, just put out a fantastic new album, by the way, with John Frusciante, the guitarist you know that everyone loves that has not been with them for almost 15 years. This would be their first major shows back. And you know what? I can guarantee you, especially looking at the prices for that SoFi show, even before it sold out, if you want to be on the nosebleeds at that SoFi show, it's more it's expensive like, than a Coachella ticket now. Exactly. So the amount of people, I'm not going to go nuts with it and say it would be 20,000, but I could see five to 10,000 diehard Chili Pepper LA fans making the trip to the desert over the two weekends. Well, especially with, pr- if for the same money is sitting where you can't even see them at SoFi. Exactly. And, and, and if you wanted to, you could get there early and literally be right there. I mean, it's... It, to it, me, it, it was a no It was a no-brainer booking, in my opinion. And it's like, you you make the Rockheads happy that we're pissed that Rage wasn't there. You know, you throw the Rock fans a bone. 
Maybe you get some of them back to the fields. I know it's short notice, but Chili Peppers are the kings of LA when it comes to music. They're playing Wait, do they, Coachella. Do they ever sing about LA in California? <laughs> no, never. They've never said those words in a song. But honestly, I'm so I'm so impressed with how good their album is. I mean, it's Me I would because I think we talked about this where I was a little like just, I'm like, do they really need a new album? I was kind of excited for this tour. You got the yep. greatest hits back with John. But I mean, the album's really, really good. It's really good. I think it's going to be one of the, the. I mean, I know we're only in April, but I think at the end of the year, when people are looking at the rock albums of the year, I, I can't see many that are going to top this one. So it's just a return to form. They're back with Rick Rubin. They're back with Fashanti. It's really impressive. And, and it's a long album, too. And it's, it's great. But uh, yeah. and then I read, I read, I don't know if you saw, there was an interview this week where they said there's, they think that they held some of their best stuff for the next album. I saw that. I'm very excited to, to read that. But yeah, anyways, you know, so Jazz Fest scooped them up for the weekend after weekend two at Coachella. Yeah, replacing the Foos, which is yep. always a sad, a sad very thing. Sad. But, you know, some, I mean, someone has to do it. And yeah, and they're a perfect band for it. So, you know what? I, I think that was a bit of a miss on Coachella's part. I get maybe what their mentality was in theory, but. If they really wanted to drive that resale market a bit and get a few more people to the to the fest, that was the way to do it, in my opinion, not the weekend. Although the weekend undeniably is one of probably the five most famous musicians in the world right now. It's just it felt it felt a little cheap. And for the amount it cost, you know, you would well, have wished and, for and, then, more. and then the last like me shitting oh. on the lineup is is, you know, and we talk about we don't care about headliners and all that, but like I'm not hating Billie Eilish. I get how she's a pop culture icon right now. I actually like her as I Me too. I'm not really I'm not really into her music that much, but I think she's cool. I get it. I'm I'm it. But she's playing she played the forum last night. She's playing three nights in the forum this week. She played the last Coachella. I just the laziest headliner I think and, we've ever had. And she had. headlined every festival last in 2021. Everyone. She headlined Life is Beautiful. She headlined all these ones that are even ACL. close by. Yeah. It's like Dude. It's it's just it's just a weak one, you know. And this would have been the first year where I'm definitely going to see Swedish House now. But it would have been the first year I think I might not have done any headliners. And, and yeah. if Harry Styles doesn't conflict, like Saturday's pretty stacked. We'll talk about. There's a lot of artists I want to see that I think would be the same time as Harry. I would definitely be down to see Harry. I well, think it's Friday. So sorry, Friday. A lot of good artists Friday too. Yes. But I would definitely see Harry if there's not a conflict. But there's definitely a chance I don't. Um, also, real quickly, as it's totally out of left field. The new Harry Styles song, listen to it. For those of you at home, listen to it and tell me it doesn't sound like a Vampire Weekend song. You know what? I still have to listen to it. That that actually intrigues me. And I have to say of the headliners, I'm actually most excited for Harry. I think he's Oh, me great. too. And well, I, no, think- I mean, with the three, when the three, the, the original three headliners, Harry Styles would be the only one I would have seen. And, and Harry's a great get on the one hand because he doesn't play other festivals. His tour when he had it was insane demand and ticket prices. He's a good booking. Billy's no, I'm, boring. I'm, I'm all in for Harry. Yep. Grabbing on the weekend. And he, and last thing I'll say about the weekend, then we're moving on is what's also lazy. What I was going to compare to the chilies when people, Oh, the chilies, the chili peppers haven't played Coachella since 2013. And they didn't have John Frusciante in the band. The Weeknd, on the other hand, for all these people, oh, the Chili Peppers would have been boring. The Weeknd played Coachella, and and not to mention, I think, some guest spots other years, but played it himself, 2012. Then in 2015, closed the main stage. Was it, I think, after Jack White? And then 
2018, which is only two Coachellas ago, headlined. So he has now closed the main stage in 2015, 2018, and now in 2022. Come on, guys. Like, I know he's released some great music since then, but this is laziness. It's it's laziness, and but it might be the first time I'm seeing the weekend. I missed the weekend, 2015, um, to see Ratatat and two thirds of Swedish House Mafia, and and then I missed in 2018 to see Jamiroquai just slay it in the Mojave. Yep. One of my favorite sets of all time. So all right, um, let's get let's get into it. Let's go. Let's let's do this. 2022. With all that said about the headliners, we could not be more excited. Like, I cannot tell you how excited I am. There's so much exciting music happening this weekend. Uh, the set times are going to kill us all. So, okay, top five sets we're excited for. I'm going to say before we even start, Adam, for me, there was probably like 10 that I'm really over the top excited for. And I could have like tried to sneak in a couple cool picks. I just truly gave my top five gun to my head that I have to see. So, look, you're my guest. Please give me your number five. All right, my number five. Usually I try to go, and I think I did this with the, with the last times we did Coachella, you know, sets and, and lists. Um, I try to do stuff that's kind of like an exclusive to Coachella, like a good get, something that it's enhanced by Coachella with the production or just something you don't see anywhere else. And I have a few like that, but the first one I'm going to do is just my favorite band playing. And probably my favorite artist, um, like when I saw the lineup, uh, I've seen him a bunch of times, but it's just the definition of something you want to see in the polo fields. You want to dance, you want bangers, you want just a great vibe, and there's nothing better than Hot Chip. Oh, what a fucking set this one's going to be. They're just so fun. They're so they're the definition of just some some dancey fun on the polo fields. Yes, and and they've have a, a rich history. They've been playing this. They've been playing Coachella forever, um, and I think they're as big as they've always been. Think they're to be on a big stage, and I'm just I'm super excited. It's going to be Saturday. Let's go. It's going to be great. Yeah, I've only seen them once. Crazy enough, back in I believe 2012 or 2013 at the Hollywood Bowl, and so I'm very excited to see them in this setting. Um, going to be such a great set and I'm, I'm excited to show some people them that have never seen them before so um, i don't want to i don't want to ruin it but real quickly they they used to close with the cover of dancing with the dark dancing in the dark by springsteen and oh, they wow. hadn't done it for like five six years and you can listen to it on spotify so listen to the song it's and actually you, there's a youtube of glassenberry of them performing this and th- it mashes up at the end of the song to all my friends by LCD. Oh, and the, there's w- one guy that's in both bands, and he does the singing, and it's really cool to see people that like obviously like the that type of music, and they realize like that they're they're it's the songs turning into that, and the last few shows they've played it, and so I'm pretty excited for that possibility. So, dude, that I wow, that would be epic on the fields. Yes. Um, okay. Number five, I'm going to throw out a name that I know we've both seen at Coachella before, and it just does not dim my excitement in the slightest. It only enhances it. And this is, this is, I guess. Yeah. Disclosure. Yes. 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 Great guess. Disclosure. I mean, 
I haven't seen these guys since I believe whatever the last Coachella was that they played. Was it 2016 perhaps? Um, it was, yeah, it was. And man, the tunes that they put out over the course of COVID, or I should say really right before leading into, there is maybe no song I want to see more on the polo fields all weekend than Tondo. It's going to be the epitome of just a desert dance party. And I could not be more excited. I'm I'm very pumped to see their newer stuff, including that. But then it's like also the classics. I mean, the the memories I have to like seeing when a fire starts to burn or latch yeah. with you 2015, know, which, one of the best. We've talked about it. 2016, one of the best sets ever. Main stage, yes. the guests, the production. Such a great, such a great set. I think this set is also how good, how excited I am going to be is when they we get the set times because. You know, I, I you you don't think they're on the main stage because you think Flume Stallion because they got to play at night obviously mm-hmm, Stallion mm-hmm. and uh, Billy's on the main stage. So are they going to be on the outdoor? Are they going to be in the Sahara? I'm I guess I'm, I think it'd be cool. Maybe Sahara at the same time as Billy. Maybe get some of the kids out of there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm not a Sahara fan, but you know um, me. I'm really not a Sahara fan. I know, and you know what I am excited about. Which I don't know. Hobby tech. Yes. Which apparently for everyone out there, spoilers if you don't want to know any of this stuff, fast forward maybe about a minute or two. But apparently the Mojave tent this year is going to be in the formation of the old Sahara. So if you were going to Coachella 2017 and prior and you had the epic Sahara, which, yeah, unfortunately it got bottlenecked with the crowd, but it was an awesome tent. Apparently it's back as as the branded as the Mojave. So. Uh, I think we're going to get some good electronic acts in there. I I don't know if they'll put disclosure in there. I think they might they might be just too big, but um but yeah, I mean, I would prefer outdoor if they're going to be on outdoor or Sahara. I think it could go either way though. If they're in the Sahara, at the very least I'll say they might be an act if they're during Billy for instance that the crowd won't be uh it won't be like something that I can't tolerate. I think it'll be, it'll be okay. But you know, wherever they fucking are, it's going to be an absolute party. I could not be more excited. There was like a couple acts that like are a bit more uh, like rare that I've never seen that I was going to put for this number five spot. But I was like, who am I kidding myself? Like I've been waiting to see Tondo for two and a half years at this point. Like it's arguably again, Arguably, there's no song I want to hear more all weekend on the fields. So excited for Disclosure. That's my number five. So you saying that you saying that you've been waiting for to see see that song for a couple years um, is exactly how I feel about this next one. Wow, I'm pretty sure she's not yours, but basically, it was the album of the year 2020, and you know, you really kind of really fall in love with certain you had like this different relationship during quarantine because you know listen you know we i'm such a live music guy and so you really kind of fall in love with some albums that have maybe a, a deeper relationship with them and without a doubt um a big one was phoebe bridgers who's my number four and oh wow okay so she there's certain times that i've never this never happened to me before where i've listened to an album and a song and i'm like I'm just imagining seeing it live and seeing it live in sunset 
on one of the two outdoor stages at Coachella. And there's nothing more special than Golden Hour when there's something really special going on. And if you look at any of the, the her TV performances of the song, I Know the End, it's, it has one of the most incredible breakdowns at the end. And it, she always closes with it. And it's really special. She always does something like crazy, like during the end, like she smashed the guitar in SNL and she like, she's made out with like her guitar player. And it just, there's all these different things that she has, like other people sing at the end. And it's just really cool breakdown that it's just, it's awesome. And it's going to be so special when it's sunset. It's definitely when she's going to play. And I've, like I said, I've been imagining that moment for two years. I might get tears in my eyes. I'm oh. very excited. It's number four, Phoebe. Amazing. And yeah, man, you described it so well. Like you honestly got me intrigued to see her because I had caught a little bit of her in the middle of the heated, like the hot day at ACL and it was a little bit sleepy. Right. But like, I'm, I think I got to go give her another chance because the album is great. And yeah, I think. And, wow. and, 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 and real quickly, it kind of reminds me of like, as good as ACL is. And I went to, you went to ACL. I went to Outside Lands, for example. And like, yep. they're both great festivals. When if something ends, when these festivals end at 10, you're getting one or two nighttime acts. Where at Coachella, you're getting three more hours of nighttime. Yeah. And there's so many artists that play early, and it's just not the same. It's not the same as nighttime or sunset. And like I, you know, like I think, I think like some of these, some of those like Rufus of Souls during the day, you know, like it's still light out. Like that's just, it's not the same, you know? And so, and that's another that's another reason why you know Coachella is still you know the best or close the to best. the best. It's so. the best. It's the best. Um, All right, number okay. four. Number four. I'm going with someone that I think is being a little bit uh, slept on, you know, and someone that I am very into. Uh, you know, my fiance Alex is very into. He just had a new album drop, Friday, April eighth. And I think he's going to kill it on Sunday. And that is Hayden James. Um, you familiar, Adam? A little bit. A little bit. So, I, I feel like it's a Yuma, a Yuma act. Um, like, I've heard the name. I, I don't really, like, I, I don't think I can pick him out of the lineup. But, you know, so, I definitely, you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely know. Well, let me say a few words. Let me, let me get you. So, first of all, so he's Australian. Very good friends with the Rufus boys and whatnot. Um, little bit of a similar vibe to them, but a little more upbeat, uh, and housey and, uh, some of his big tracks, like before this album is like something about you and, um, just friends. But anyways, he just released this album lifted. It's really fucking good. Um, some great collabs on there. Like he has a song with side piece called lights go down. The one of the singles is hold tight, which is great. He's got, uh, this song with Cassie and an elder Brook called on your own, um, I saw Elder Brook and Phoenix. Definitely big fan. Yep. And the final track is this track called I Won't Let You Down with Jem Cook, which is fantastic. Anyways, great album. Great guy. Uh, Alex and I saw him at Sound in 2021 and truly one of the best shows I've ever seen at Sound. Just fucking killed it. His DJing skills were incredible. Um, anyways, I think this guy's a little bit slept on. He writes catchy hits. He's got a little bit of that sort of ethereal Rufus vibe. And for this tour, first time ever, he's doing a live show. So he's going to be playing the keyboard. He's going to be doing stuff. So he's going to have a whole setup. So I'm very curious where they're going to put him. I don't think he's going in Yuma. 
I think he's going to maybe be be like Mojave. Um, But he has this whole show set up. He has like people coming with him. I think I I don't know for sure. I think Cassian uh, may come with him to perform. I know a couple other people are. But yeah, he's going to do like a live set. And I'm very excited for one. I think it's going to be one of those sets that after weekend one, people are gonna be like, whoa, I wasn't really expecting that. Like that really sort of was was an awesome set. So I think don't sleep on Hayden James because he's right. the fucking man. All right, I'm not sleeping. Number three, the Avalanches. Oh, just missed my list, but like, you know, that's one of my. Right, and, and, and I know, so like like Justin, one of our favorite albums two years ago. Yep. Um, if anyone hasn't listened to this album, I mean, it's the, the guests on this album I is one of the great guest lists of any album ever. And it's from, from Rivers, from Weezer and Kurt Vile to Jamie XX to, um, help me out here, to Perry Farrell to, to um, oh my God. I'm there's so many good ones. And there's so many good ones. Tricky. There's, all these, it's, it's really, oh, it's M- MGMT and Johnny Marr. Leon Bridges. Um, like, yep. it's so good. And I, I really, really got into this album and I'm excited to see it in the desert. It was definitely like a, when I saw the lineup, definitely like a fun surprise. Yes. Um, and I feel like it's going to be like a, hopefully a special, you know, in one of the smaller tents, probably the Gobi is my guess. Um, yep. And so definitely looking forward to the avalanches. Super pumped for avalanches and a lot of great guest potentials. Uh, my number three, absolute legend, Fatboy Slim. Um, again, I I love this man, Norman Cook, real name. But uh, he has not played many shows in the States since COVID. You know, he lives in, in the UK and... Uh, I saw him a few years ago to this day, best DJ set I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I was dead sober at it. That's how fucking good it was. And I think he's going to absolutely destroy the Yuma tent, which is where I hear he's playing. You know, last time he played in 2014, he made it snow in the Sahara tent, which was also, you know, a magical Coachella moment. Now he's going to fucking light it up under the disco shark. Sure to be one of the most packed, Yuma moments of the weekend and also one of the most fun. So just cannot wait. I will not miss anything. I mean, yeah, I will. I, I'm I will, scared. Will I'm scared. It's going to be the same boy. time as Swedish um, as my, as my fear. That is my fear too, but I, you'll, I hope you'll know right. where to find me. You know where yeah. to find me. I'll be in the Yuma with fat boy. Um, definitely in the fat boy. I've definitely seen him a bunch of times. Definitely the, the OG. Um, it's, it just, it's such a, an awesome, curated action pack set um definitely excited and like i said i hope it doesn't conflict with that because i would definitely i'll definitely be there so oh can't wait can't wait all right number two so number two i have been oh actually number two is this is why coachella is coachella i'm guessing this could be one of our first our first uh our first uh our first, uh, what do I, what do I, what do I call it? Our first, like same, same, yeah. There's got to be like a better synonym <laughs> for that. Um, crossover. That, that, yes. There we go. All right, Danny Elfman. Okay, so crazy and not crazy enough. Just missed my list, but I mean, you know, I'm at this set no matter right. what. It's Danny Elfman. For those at home, Oingo Boingo, big '80s act, and is a composer. He is. He's done music for. Can you help me name name stuff? Um, 
Batman, Spider Man, oh. um, fucking oh my god, let's go. The old, all oh, the Tim Burton's are hands. Yeah, the old Batman's. Um, it's going to be awesome. The visuals are going to be awesome. He put together a band of some really cool people. Um, with like all West different walks of life. Biscuit. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be something you can only get at Coachella. Danny Elfman's not playing anywhere else. And if you like something special and something different and just something that I think is going to be so cool, Danny Elfman um, playing Friday or Saturday? Saturday. 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 Saturday, which is Saturday just scares me. So many people I want to see Saturday. But, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I'm very excited, Diddy Elfman. Same. This this again. It it brings back thoughts of the Hans Zimmer set. This is gonna be crazy. And also, his most recent album was like a hard rock album that he made with Trent Reznor. So it's gonna be fucking insane. Um, it's gonna be all walks of life. But I think it's an it's an absolute cannot miss set. Great number two. Um. And I do you know what I love about the list so far, man? Is I feel like you're hitting all of mine that I wanted to put that I didn't. So right. and most of most, I mean, I Hayden James. Obviously, I'm not I'm crazy familiar with, but everyone else you mentioned, I'm probably going to be at the, that set. So yeah, you know, it's, and that's that's going to continue with my number two because there's no way any of us are missing this set. Arguably going to be the biggest dance party of the weekend, and that is Purple Disco Machine. Yeah. Purple Disco Machine, exactly. This is another one. Would have been my top 10. Um, I think Purple Disco Machine is... It's like no one knows where they're going to be. A lot of people say Yuma because he's playing like this... The framework sets its sound all week, which is all Yuma DJs. But I think he might be big enough now and might be just something that they need to pull him in a different stage. Um, I agree. I think you need, he is just, he's so good in doing something that not really like he's started this sort of like new disco disco house revolution, bringing back this sort of like, um, like, you know, sort of like studio 54 vibes. It's, like, it's, and, and, and when you took like, basically J- Justin turned me on a purple disco machine, um, saw it for my first time with him in LA and, it, and by the way, we were outside and it was great, you know, so wherever he plays, it's going to be awesome. And th- I was just, there, he does all these 80s like covers, you know, where he just throws in these like classic 80s songs. The disco's great. The album's great. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see him. It's going to be unreal. I think Mojave or Outdoor would be prime for him. But look, if they put him in Yuma under the disco shark, I ain't complaining. It'd be beautiful. So yeah, Purple Disco can't wait. We're at number one. Wow. So I was, you know, if you know me, a couple, probably one of my favorite sets of Coachella last, last Coachella was Polo and Pan. Just the vibe is great. They're French. They, wow. they're just, there's, you know, they're, they're, they're really kind of a cool one of a kind vibey uh, act. And so, you know, when you're like, when you're on, when you're on Spotify, you know, they always say you might like this. And so another band that I love is Jungle. And this was a band that would pop up on both of these two. And I'm like, wow, if they're popping up on both, this sounds like the coolest band ever. And they are. And it's called L'Empratrice. And if those are you speak better French, I might be totally, you know, not saying the name right. So I apologize. But I was so excited to see them on the last lineup in 2019. 
And I was also, sorry, 2020. And I was also kind of scared because they were very like little under the radar and they were so low on the, on the, on the lineup poster mm-hmm. that I was scared. I'm like, oh, they're going to be at like three and I'm not even going to be there or it's just not going to be the same. But they, 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 since then they put out a huge album. Their tours are packed, sold out everywhere. They're starting to play the East Coast. They're coming there this way. They're coming West now. And I've been excited to see them for three years. I feel like it's going to be the vibe that I saw Pull and Pan and Parcels and Krang Bin, the last, uh, last Coachella. They're going to be in one of the small tents and it's going to be the dance party of the weekend. It's French disco. It's this, they have this cool girl singer, funky bass, cool lights. It's, I mean, especially, especially we're talking about Purple Disco Machine into Lampertrees. Holy crap. What a day of just dancing. And I'm very excited. That's my number one. Uh, I cannot wait for that as well. And what a great, what a great choice. I'm going to bring us more dancing for number one. And, you know, there's, there's one artist that I, since getting into this artist have been like, this person is perfect for Coachella. I need to see him at Coachella and it's finally going to happen. And I just think it's going to be a magical time on the fields. And that's lane eight. So it's going to be, it's going to be magical. It's, you know, he makes very ethereal music. If you don't know him, he's a DJ. Um, And it's, you know, similar to, you know, the, the, the way that I, explain both lane eight and Nora and pure, although they're, they're different, but I both, I explain them both as very ethereal music that I would want to listen to in nature. And you're out on these beautiful, magical fields. He's already confirmed himself as playing the Mojave tent. And I think between just some epic visuals and then just the vibes of being outside and the magical fields, it's going to be transcendent. And I just, I I'm so pumped up for it. Um, again, is a big fan who's been following him now for the better part of the last five years. I just couldn't be more excited to see him play, you know, arguably, you know, the set that he's maybe most proudest of in his life so far. So I'm, I'm very pumped up for it. Lane eight, number one. I'm very pumped. It's going to be all the vibes, all the feels. Um, I, he announced he's going to play Mojave, um, which is cool. Um, obviously, you know, it's definitely seems like it's going to be a fun, you know, dance environment, but I definitely would have liked to see him like maybe sunset outside. Um, having said that, I'm sure it's gonna be a special set. I'm very excited. Um, I hope it doesn't conflict with, you know, purple disco or limpid tweets. That's that's literally all I'm praying. So, you know, basically, you know, honestly, we should just do a live set time reveal. And by the way, and by the way, your last podcast, when you were talking about seeing, I forget what movie it was, and you had to leave to like, because you needed that, yeah, you needed that, that moment of the Coachella lineup that honestly set times is like bigger to me because it's like, what can you see? What's going to be good? Stages is important. And it's, we'll, we'll be talking a lot, I'm sure on Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, I, I can't wait. Yeah. My biggest, you know crossing of the fingers is that lane eight and, and purple disco will not conflict you know we'll see if the coachella the guys decide well to at least you're going to both if not so you know this is facts this is facts um all right well grade five let's recount real recap real quick give me your five five to one so i did hot chip phoebe avalanches elfman let and pertwees 
beautiful. And I had at five Disclosure, Hayden James, Fatboy Slim, PDM, and at number one, Lane 8. And real quick, because then we got to move on. But some artists that we didn't throw on there. I'm going to throw out a couple. You throw out a couple. Right up there for me are Caribou, Duck Sauce, uh, Maddion, Fred again, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, John Summit. Throw a couple more on for us. Yeah, uh, like I said, like mainstay, um, Swedish House originally, I think I'm a little less excited maybe because now it's like such a headliner. I thought like, you know, just ending the night Friday, yep. late night for that hour, but it's still going to be cool. It's one of the best sets I've seen. Freddigan's awesome. Um, Flume, I'm very excited. Caribou, like you said, um, is is awesome. There's a few others that like I'm going to save for the next list. So I think I'm just going to chill, chill off them. Okay. Um, but... You know, and I did you say Harry? Because I want to throw Harry out there for yeah, you. I'm pumped I'm for Harry, man. Definitely, definitely pumped for Harry. Uh, Maddion's gonna be awesome. We talked about Carly Ray. Just it's, that's gonna that's gonna be a fun time. Yep. Um, I really like Japanese Breakfast and Arlo Parks. Um, I think those will be good sets. Um, Pup's you know, gonna be just, great too. Coachella got a little bit of everything. Yeah, those are no to Pup. They're definitely kind of like old school, our old yep. school kind of like emo music. So. Um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great. There's a ton. There's also going to be a ton of good surprises in the, um, in the do lab. So lots to look forward to. Can't wait for the good surprises in the do lab. It's time to talk about top five artists that we've discovered from the lineup. And I'm just going to jump right in, Adam. I'm just jumping right in. And at number five, what? No, I was going to say before you do, it's, there's a reason why we do this. It's like, one of the best things about music festivals today is, and going to them, is you really discover amazing artists. And I would say I definitely owe a lot of my music, you know, variety and, you know, and love to finding finding artists on festivals or seeing artists in festivals for my first time. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, you know, maybe more than any at Coachella. They're very good at curating stuff that then goes on to be big. Yeah, it's really incredible. They, they It's funny. They really do, like, for, for what we criticize about the lineup, they really do a good job of, like, predicting what's what's going to be big. Because there's so many times where you're like, wow, that person was on the lineup early, you know? Yeah. And so kudos to them, you know? I remember Dua Lipa one day was played at, like, 2 o'clock. I wanted to see her right in the beginning. I didn't, of course. Now but she's a headliner. You know, and now she's a headliner. And and you, there's so many times you can say that too. Dude, absolute craziness. Um, okay, I'm jumping right into the list. By the way, one act that I left off because of the fact that we had so much time to get acquainted with them after the 2020 lineup, which was your number one, Adam, for the, the last topic, is Lay Imperatrice. Because definitely was one of the artists I discovered that I loved. But I feel like now I've been discovering them for a couple of years. So anywho, right into number five, I'm going with a, a DJ that is just starting to break waves in the scene. And her name is Mayan. Right. Have you heard of this artist? I have not. So she is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she is literally the very last name listed on Saturday. And... She is Which means she'll a, be on at twelve o'clock. Exactly. And of course I'll be, you know, one of the only people there because I'll right. actually go. I'll probably um, be a Panda Express. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Um, but anywho, so she she just recently has been breaking onto the scene. Uh, Chris Lake, who you know, if you've listened to me chat before, uh, you know that I'm I'm a big Chris Lake fan, and he sort of has been helping break her in the in the American scene. He's had a couple releases of hers on his Black Book Records label, uh, and even did a remix of one of her tracks, "Who Are You." And uh, yeah, she's been popping up on festival lineups. She just played Crossed. Um, she is going to be, I think, at Movement uh, over Memorial Day weekend over in Detroit. Uh, she's opening up some some big Chris Lake shows. She's going to be at Arc in Chicago in September. But yeah, I haven't had the pleasure to see a set of hers yet, but I really like the sound of her music. She seems like a, a cool person in real life. I believe she's from Spain. Um, and yeah, she's, you know, going to be an exciting person to catch very early in the day. If, if you get there early in the day and you should, because the fields are at some of their most beautiful when there's the least people on them. All right. Sounds cool. I'll check it out. I like it. My number five is someone that I, not only did I not know, but it's, it's crazy when you're like, you discover someone that's been around for 25 years. Wow. And is actually pretty well known in indie music circles. Um, have you heard of Spiritualized? Okay. Yes. And oh my God. Yes. Just, just go on, go on. Yeah. So kind of like, kind of like psychedelic, but um, psychedelic indie rock, but it's really like special. Like when you listen to the music, um, just some beautiful, beautiful, but p- kind of progressive, long songs that I, I don't know. I'm, I've just I've I've been mesmerized. Um, honestly, the the name is perfect because it's very spiritualizing. Listening to it, um, and I guess they they haven't perf- they haven't had an album in a long time. It's their first new music in over a decade, and I've really gotten into them, listened to them, and I'm pretty excited. Dude, I'm actually mad that I don't have this on my list now because I actually just finally got around to listening to them. Not even kidding you, yesterday. And I realized that one of their most famous songs, ladies and gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space. Unbelievable song. Unbelievable song. It's in Vanilla Sky, which is one of my favorite movies. So I will admit, I fucking love Vanilla Sky. And I've been like lazy. I'm like, where have I heard this song before? Yep. And and it's Vanilla Sky. I'm a big Vanilla Sky fan too. I love it. I think it's super underrated. And yeah, it's so so great. And that album's probably their big best album, '97. Yep. And haven't done much since. Uh, but the new couple songs they've released are really good. So Dude, the mainline song that is really good. The latest yeah. single. Yeah. So you know, it seems like um, you know, it seems like it's 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 a main one guy. Um, Jason Peters, um, English, and he's had, I feel like, some different variations of the bands, but I feel like this could be really cool in the tents, um, at nights, um, and we'll give you all the feel. So, yeah, number five, definitely Fucking a good, cool discovery. Fantastic, fantastic choice. Um, at number four, I'm actually, I'm going to go with a band that I think quite a few people in the rock scene are already into, but I just had not listened to them prior to the lineup. And that is idols. Um, yeah. Idols I, is cool. They're, they're, they're close. They're close to making my list. 
Yeah, they they really I'm really digging the sound. I could see it. This could be a really fun, like midday, early evening set. And uh, yeah, if if there's no crazy conflicts, definitely you're going to find me checking this set out. Yeah, definitely. There's kind of this new kind of like thrashy, almost punk vibes, uh, but just really cool. Um, I, I would definitely, definitely like to see them. So good pick. Thank you. All right, so my next one is probably like the more most famous and probably someone that most people, if you're like an, an EDMer, would like. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Tachami. Oh, yeah, Tachami. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Dude, he's great. Yeah, great. And, and definitely someone I think I discovered the last lineup. So, like 2020, you know, when he was on the lineup. Yep. And, yep. and, it, it just it huge following seems like an awesome production, cool show. Couple of the bangers like are famous, well, you know, people have probably heard. Um, but yeah, really cool, and I hope I get to see him. Dude, great pick. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've never seen him solo. I've seen him do. He does like this back to back with Mala called No Redemption, and I saw that once, and it was a fantastic set. Took me by surprise, because I had never listened to either of them before. But yeah, another one, I'm with you. If if there's time in the in the set times, I'm going to see them. Um, great pick. Great number four. Um, all right, number three. I, I'm curious if you also have this on your list. Uh, but, but this one, I just like, was such an incredible discovery, I thought, from the list. Um... And and that is oh fuck I don't want to butcher the name but uh let's see Mayute is that how we say it yeah they're my uh my number one okay well well you know what let's do it now we'll do it now let's do it now so I mean you you they're your number one so I want you to take it away and give the background of what they do I mean they're a German techno marching band and I think most of their songs are covers is that correct. Yes. Yes. I think they might have some of their own, but but the big ones that are streamed and all that are covered. Like the best one is, I think, the you and I flume disclosure the disclosure yes. song. Yes. And it's just it's awesome. And I really hope we get to see him. I think the one thing you're worried when things are that low is that they'll be super early. But I, I mean, I think this is one that Everyone, anyone like us that that is dissected the lineup is like onto it now, and it's yes. a perfect example of like you get on a, a Coachella lineup and like people are going to, people are going to pick you up, you know, yes. uh, pick it up, and it, this one's been picked up, and I guarantee you it's going to have a, a a big crowd as long as it's after three, and it's just really cool and different and awesome, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I literally think you put them on at 3 p.m. and it's going to be a perfect mid-afternoon. Set. Yeah, get 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 it going. And yep. by the way, if your disclosure, how do you not have them come on with you, like on on like a big stage? And maybe they do. So, yeah, really cool. If anyone at home hasn't heard, just, just it's 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 really something else with just a marching band doing EDM songs, basically. It's fucking awesome. Like it's fucking awesome. That's all you need to know about it. Go see Mayute. Um, what's your number three? My number three. This is why Coachella is still cool because yes, there's Billie Eilish and yes, there's, you know, little babies and, you know, <laughs> generations, you know, a lot of generation Z, but then there's also 
and I've, I've said this on the show, you go to the Sonora tent, don't go to the beer garden, go to the Sonora tent, cool off and see some live music. And it's usually bands. It's usually some, you know, a lot of times, you know, different kinds of music, but a lot of like chill indie rock, but then there's some kind of harder stuff. Then there's some like worldly stuff and at lean gun. Um, if I'm pronouncing oh, it right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it right, but, but we'll go with that. Turkish psychedelic rock. And it, it's it's jammy, it's vibey, and it's pretty damn cool. And again, something I would never have, have heard if it wasn't for the Coachella lineup. And I'm looking forward to cooling off, getting a beer on Sunday, and watching them. Dude, I, I'm down. I'm super down. That's another great pick. Um, I'm keeping us on the rock train for number for my number two, All right. which is going to be a band that I think at this point anyone in the rock scene has heard of. But again, similar to Idols, I just had never listened to this band, even though all the bands I loved in the 90s and like 2000s have been repping them. I finally got around to it, and I think it's going to be a fucking epic crowd at Coachella, and that is Turnstile. Yeah, I feel like Turnstile's similar vibe is is Idols, right? Yep, um, yep. But yeah, cool. I mean, don't, you know, and like like people like, there's no rock. There is rock. You know, you gotta, it's it's smaller print. It's probably gonna be at a smaller stage, but it's there and it's, and it's, and it's actually, they do a good job of not recycled bands. It's like kind of new hip, you know, yes. bands that are, are, are you know, the, are, are on the, on people's radar, you know, and, these and, and guys putting like, good new music out. Yeah, and if there's any rock band that I'd say like is on the verge of being pretty fucking big, it's these guys on the line, like of any band on the lineup. All the fucking old school bands are getting behind these guys. They're starting to sell out like 2,000, 3,000 person venues every night. Like they are on the come up. So if you want to see a rock band at Coachella, I think this is going to be your set. No, that's definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. And then what is your number two, my friend? So my number two, I probably this could be cheating. I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting this on my list because I it was the first time I did hear about him. However, I feel like a month or two later, this guy has blown up so much that I would have heard of him. He's opening for some big. He's opening for Rufus. He's opening for some others. He's on other festival lineups. So I think this is my number one. This is your number one. Okay, so take it away though. And then yeah, I'll Fred again. Fred yes. again yes. is going to be awesome, and it's blow, just he's he's just blowing up. That we lost dancing is probably my favorite most played song in the last few months. Oh, it's going to be unreal on the fields. Yeah, I'm very I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It's. It seems like every every year we there's been like something cool new electronic right from yep. the first time we saw guests on the fields to pull to Rufus on the fields to Disclosure on the fields you know just some, not not your normal DJ just some a, a different it's always like a different subgenre and I feel yes. like Fred again is is that agreed completely he's doing something different the way that it looks like he performs is, you know, with, with, you know, a keyboard and, and a guitar and uh, he sort of does. And of course his laptop and whatnot, but it sort of seems like he does everything up there in the moment. And the style is this interesting mash of, of sort of sub genres. And I mean, it's kind of hard to explain. It's almost like you have to go just listen to it. 
But yeah, I mean, like we lost dancing, I think is going to be one of the best, potentially one of the best songs of the entire weekend. Um, and it's, and it's, 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 it's going to be a nice therapeutic thing because there's, you know, it's so funny. It's like, there's, there's so many things I should care about more when that we couldn't do anything when quarantine started. Yep. And for some reason, I like the one thing I think of is when are we going to be able to be, cause I guess Coachella is a good, you know, it symbolizes, you know, a good time with your friends, the aesthetic, everything. And, you know, it's going to be a nice way to cap it up here. We're here. And we did lose dancing, but we're back and let's fucking go. Yep. And, you know, as, as I said, the song, it's going to be marvelous. Yeah. All right. So that's our five. Should I do my five first? So to recap, I'll recap first. I'll recap first. So I had five Mayan, four idols, three Mayute, two turnstile and one Fred again. And mine was spiritualized, Chami, Atlan gun, Fred again, and mute. So we had Amazing. two overlaps. Ugh, I love it. And like another couple that I wanted to just shout out is yeah. like is Latrell, who's like a really great vibey, like sort of ethereal DJ like Lane 8. Um, and I know these guys are bigger, but like Alex kind of turned me on to uh, Alec Benjamin and Ali Gady, who are okay. both like solo male singers and both are lean a bit into the poppier side, but yeah. I really dig them. I really dig them. I think they're going to have solid sets. Yeah. Um, Caroline Polanchek is very oh, like, yeah. I, I would compare it to, um, I would compare it to like Maggie Rogers meets, um, meets, um, oh, what's it? What are they called? They like closed 2016 out uh, during LCD sound system. It's like the uh, girl and the DJ. Um, Purity ring. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So anyway, so let's go back. So Caroline Polanchek, in my opinion, it's like she's Maggie Rogers meets Purity Ring. Just okay. a vibey, Ooh. like a great singer that like, you know, hat gets the crowd going, but it's just a vibey like setup, you know, with with a with a band. And it's it's really moody, but soulful, and she's awesome. And I actually saw her open for Dua Lipa a couple weeks ago. And she, it was, it was great. I mean, I would, lo- and, and, and as good as she was, it's hard to open like a pop show at the forum. Like you it's half, it's half full, you know, it's not probably the crowd for her and yeah. she still was mesmerizing. So I can only imagine being in like a Gobi tent with, you know, all people that know the songs. I, I think it's, it's going to be a special set. So that's definitely someone on my list. Very exciting. And, you know, she just, uh, she's featured on the new Flume song. I did. Yep. 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 Um, um, well, another one for me real quick is Micah, because I didn't know, I know the big song and it's, it's, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Micah, you definitely have heard one or two of their songs and it's pretty fun. Okay. I'm going to have to look on Micah. Um, I love it. Is any, anyone else? Anyone else on mine? Um, I think that's it. Um, if anyone doesn't know, Daphne is Caribou. Um, is Caribou just more of his house project? Yep. Um, and so that'll probably be in the Yuma. And it's very disco vibes also. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, what about... What, you got anything else? I, that's about it for me, man. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. Uh, we're pretty Very. excited. Um, 
you know, just, just a lot of good, a lot of good gems. And then the funny thing is, is probably what also happens for me, I'm sure you're the same, is you get the set times out and then maybe there's like a little bit of a gap and then you yeah. see like, okay, I'm going to check this out. I wonder how this sounds. Um, and then the Dulab lineup's really good. So there's definitely a few like, I mean, well, there's a few I obviously we know about, but. Yep. Um, oh, but there's going to be some special guests. There's going to be some great special guests. Um, and supposedly I've, you know, I've heard Sophie Tucker, SG Lewis, special guest weekend one. And my, well, I've, I've heard they're just the, those are the two blurred names on the regular line, right? On the regular line. Unbelievable. And then I heard the blurred one on my weekend weekend is LPGOB. It is, it I'm is. obsessed with. She is, I discovered her during quarantine. Sophie Tucker would do the 30 minute DJ set every day. Yep. And there she's like their best friend. She like has this whole, like, she, basically she's like her parents are deadheads and she's a deadhead and so she she plays piano while she plays like an amazing house set with grateful dead vibes and plays the piano and she is so cool her energy is incredible like think about the the energy like a maggie rogers gives on stage that's what this girl does on on her dj set and she's awesome so if anyone hasn't heard her or has a chance to see her. I've actually been like missed her the last few times. I she's been at things I've been at, so I'm stoked to see her and hope it works out. Incredible, yeah. And I'll say like so, a couple people that I would say to check out either weekend weekend one, um, Sid C I D. Uh, he's pretty damn good for the tech house scene. Um, you've got. I mean, this is going to be outrageous, but Rebecca Black, the Friday singer, Rebecca Black is having a Rebecca Black and Friends DJ set. We've got totally enormous extinct dinosaurs who are fucking great. Then obviously, you know, as as Adam had mentioned, SG Lewis, Sophie Tucker, there's going to be a ton of special guests. Weekend 2, you've got you've got Elohim, you've got Justin Martin, you've got uh Rinzin, you've got Sidepiece, Scream, The Glitch Mob, Vintage Culture. Weekend 2 has a stacked regular Doolab lineup. Um, but the special guests each, each weekend, I'm sure are going to be incredible. So definitely make sure you check out the do lab anyways, really quick. And, and Adam, I don't honestly want to harp on this. I think we, we don't need to talk about this that much, but obviously there was the original 2020 lineup. There were some artists that didn't stick around from it. And, you know, there's some where it's unfortunate a little bit sad. And so we thought we'd make a quick top five list. Each of artists were bummed, didn't remain on the lineup. Maybe they'll be on future iterations, but let's Adam just go through it. Five to one, no explanation each. And then we'll, then we can talk a little bit about it real quick. You, you do yours first. All right. Five to one, five, Charlie XCX, because she's my number one crush in the world right now. Uh, number four, Calvin, because honestly, I, I just have so many good memories. Um, number three, number three, uh, Big Wilds, because that could have been a really special, um, a special set. Number two, Tom York, um, his DJ set's incredible. He has so much energy. It's so different than Radiohead. And number one, Rage Against the Machine. I mean, as it has to be. And yeah, for me, number five is uh, Sleaford Mods, who is this duo from the UK that just has a really interesting sound. And I had discovered them on the original lineup and I was, I was intrigued to see what their set would look like on the field. So that'll never happen now, or at least not this year. Number four, friendly fires. Um, just a really fun 
just this would have been a really fun daytime set. Um, Again, another discovery for me on the lineup that I really enjoyed. Um, Number three, Grizz. Uh, I've never seen Grizz. I've always heard incredible things. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, really was looking forward to it. And sad he's not on there. Number two, Calvin. I mean, Calvin Harris, man, he's had some of the most fun Coachella sets of all time. His love regenerator stuff has been awesome. I just thought he was, I mean, I do not think there could have been a better sub headliner DJ to play at Coachella to bring us back from this thing. And I'm very bummed he's not on the lineup. Don't know what happened there. And number one, of course, the one and only, as Adam said, Rage Against the Machine. I mean, that's... If any, if anything hurts, that that hurts. But you know what? We're gonna have a great year. If all goes well, Rageably playing their tour. We'll find a way to it. I'm sure they're gonna have an LA show eventually announced. And uh and yeah, man, fucking it's with all that said, I want to focus on what we're excited for. So it's like there's so much good shit coming out for this lineup. I'm so excited. Like Friday through Sunday, it's stacked. What's your favorite day? It's a. It's definitely Friday is pretty good. There's definitely things I'm excited for Friday, but Saturday is is the stack day for me. That's Saturday, good. Saturday you got Light and Patrice. You got Disclosure. You got Caribou. You got Flume. Um, there's like some of the lower ones. I was saying like Japanese Breakfast at Arlen Parks. I'd like to see. Um, it's Saturday's pretty good. So yeah, all days are good. Friday's probably my well, it's tough. Yeah, Friday's Friday the best. Night. Friday when like, Sunday's the best humid day. You got Solomon, Fat Boy, Fat Slim, Boy. but Friday's Fox a good one too, depending on who's playing. So yeah, it's it's very tough. They're the, very. The, the, the funny thing is, is when you say favorite day, I might have a different answer in a couple days because exactly there could be three people we want to see at the same time. There could be there could be you know, someone I want to see and I don't, you know, I don't want to see them in the Sahara or something else. Yep. So I, I think this would, you know, I think it's a better conversation to have in a couple of days. That's why set time day is like the day. It's the day. And you know what, what you make a great point on too, besides that it can change. It also shows the fact that we even have to discuss it. Cause some years you go, Oh, that day's that day's the day this year. There's three very good days of music. So you really can't go wrong. It's it's going to be an incredible weekend, two weekends. And and guys, people at home, if this hyped you up, you can in a week could probably get a ticket for $250. Yep. And keep in mind, regular price between let, let's $500 be and $600. People shit on Coachella cuz it is a lot of money and I get it. But but and my, it's not an excuse for some of you this year. So, if you like the music, let's go. Justin and I will help you out. We want to see. We want people to get that, get that vibe that we get, yep. because there is, there is something when you walk into those polo fields, and you see, you see the palm trees, the oh, first, the first, stop. the first golden hour, and then when the lights go off, and then the lights, the sorry, the it gets dark, and the lights <laughs> come on, and the lights come on, and the art, and it, it really is a special place. I can't yeah. lie. There's nothing more. Th- again, I've been to a lot of music events and, you know, concerts, festivals. There is a magic at Coachella that is unmatched. And if you've never gone, and especially if you live in driving distance, do yourself a favor and give it a shot once. It's it's 
it may again, like Adam said, this is the year in terms of of price because it's it's really not expensive right now. But even so, think about the truth of the matter: five hundred to six hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, I know you got to get the accommodations and everything, but for just talking ticket, man, if you want to go see any of these big bands like Red Hot or, or pop stars like Harry Styles or you know uh, Rage Against the Machine, I mean, if you want to be anywhere near as as close as you'd get seeing them at Coachella you're going to be paying for a single ticket in the you know 250 to 400 dollar range Coachella tickets another 1150 and you're getting over 150 acts so it's the value is pretty insane honestly so get a ticket for 250 dollars on StubHub and have yourself a good time in the desert that's what i'm saying but if you go weekend one, hit up Jesse. If you go weekend two, hit up hit me up. And here's my here's my last uh, why weekend two is the best. Okay, okay, buddy. Because you get to watch the weekend one live streams. See, I don't like that. I know there's the surprise. So, like for example, like like two years ago or the, the last Coachella, I'm not watching Tame because I know I'm seeing Tame. You know, right? But there's right, right. a few like I want to check out. Like, how's this vibe? You want to uh, see if it's something worth going to. Exactly. And then, yeah, sometimes I might take a peek at something I really want to see. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, it's a great and, point. And by the way, I think that's a future. I think that's kind of should be the future of music. I was talking to my friend Lauren, um, who works uh, works for music festivals. And, you know, obviously it was so hard to monetize, you know, this business for the last few years. And, like, wouldn't you pay $20 to watch the Coachella live stream if you weren't going? Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And same with others. Like, you know, there's some great, I mean, to watch like, you know, Lala live streams and, you know, all these other big festival live streams. I mean, it's pretty damn cool. You get to see for free these, ama- this, these amazing artists live. My guess is that's not going to happen for forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I think it is, it is an interesting point to be made and look, Maybe the best way to do Coachella is to go both weekends. Well, you're uh, we let we should do a podcast of how you're feeling after both weekends. If yes, if it actually happens, we absolutely should do a recap. Um, but anyways, until then, uh, for everyone going, we'll share in the the magic of stepping onto the fields for the first time in three years so so soon and uh yeah adam thanks for coming on man always such a pleasure to have you on this was fun this is basically this is basically what jess and i would be doing anyway <laughs> so, we just put on some microphones for yeah it. you know obviously maybe we wouldn't do an order our top five for certain things but we'd be talking about how excited we were we pretty much did that the last time we saw each other we're we're very you know I, I definitely the not being in the fields for three years changes things. Yep. So, all right. Well, good job. I'm excited. Um, and I'm I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for the next one. Remember, we talk about we we need to do we need to do some Chili Peppers songs. Yes, we we have to do a Chili Peppers episode, and that will be coming soon. And dude, until next time, we'll get you on here. We'll we'll have Mike on as well next time. But until then, happy Coachella, everyone. I know. I'm looking forward to it. And anyone that, you know, just because Mike's not on the pod, but I'm on, we, we still we still love each other. 
there's, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just Mike's not a Coachella guy. So, you know, next time, next time we have something to talk about, I'm looking forward to shooting shit with him. And uh, you guys have been killing it the last few ones. And, um, you know, it's uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll, baby. Happy Coachella, everyone. I bet. Top fives and deep dives with town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives with town of PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Quentin Taran. 